Hola, Hola chicas. chicas. Bienvenidas a la charla. I'm Isela, a wife, teacher, entrepreneur, and new mommy to my sweet baby boy, Logan Jace. I'm Lily. I'm a teacher, daughter, and engaged to a wonderful man. Somos dos Latinas from Texas, loving life and living it up. Acompáñanos as we chat all things mujer. Makeup, libros, food, familia, and just bringing you into our everyday lives. So grab your cafecito and let's chat. Welcome back, amigas. Today, alongside my two dearest friends, I say goodbye to my dad in a segment about his life, love, and how great he was at being a grandpa. Also, we talk about funny fatherly advice, and we chat about the importance of familia. So grab your cafecito, sit back, and let's chat. Hola, Hola chicas. chicas. Welcome back. Bienvenidas. I hope everybody's doing great. Yeah. Nice to see y'all back on the podcast again. Yeah, we took um a bit of a break. We did. We did. A um Gosh, it's it's harder to talk about it now that I I've got the record button going and we're like starting going to discuss this. <sighs> okay. I guess I just need to rip off the yeah. Band-Aid. Um, we took some time off and kind of took time to record this episode because my family went through something pretty, um, I guess, something traumatic, I guess I you guess. could say. I don't know. Um, I just, I just want to let y'all know that I didn't rehearse any of this. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to say. I just knew that I wanted to, yeah, I just knew that I wanted to um, talk about it because it's so recent. Um, On February 22nd, my family and I lost my dad. A little bit harder than what we thought it was going to be. A lot harder than I thought. Um... 
I guess uh, I really wanted to continue with the podcast and um, continue recording because I knew that my dad would want that. He was very strong and he was um, very happy, very positive person, but um, he was also um, really sick for a long time. Uh, he was on dialysis for six years and we had gotten the green light for a transplant um, in the beginning of April, uh, not April, gosh, what am I saying? February of this year. And um, a couple weeks later, you know, he passed away. And um, so it's been difficult. It's been um, a shock. Yeah, it was. And I'm just extremely thankful for really, really great friends and family who have been there for me and who um, have just been there for me to lean on and to talk to during this time. But I really just wanted to, to talk about him and to celebrate his life because he was a really great person, you know. He was a really wonderful dad, and um, it's just hard. It's hard. And, um, you know, he was, we're, we're in Dallas. You guys know that. We're in Dallas-Fort Worth area. And my dad was from San Antonio, and we, um, you know, we had his services and everything out there with the rest of my family and all my dad's brothers and sisters and, you know, um, basically all his people that are from there, our people, and then um, we buried him in the Texas Hill Country um, on the top of a beautiful hill overlooking the um, the Hill Country. And it, it was just a really tough time for my family and I, but I'm really blessed that Lily was there the moment that, that I told her it happened. So, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> It's really hard to see your friend going through something like this. Especially when you haven't gone through it and you don't know what to say. Yeah. It's tough. God. Why did I do this to I myself? Said, I'm not a Yorona. I thought I was going to be tough and be like, I can do this. I'm, you know. I blame Wendy. Wendy, <laughs> I told you, you opened these floodgates. <laughs> Um, yeah, our friend Wendy, she's here. Um, we're going to have her join us, um, in one of the other segments in the podcast, um, who she was also there yeah. for my dad's, um, services and his mass and everything. And it was really beautiful. It, it really, really was. was. I, I felt the pressure and I was just. Gosh, it, it, you go through so many things. Not only are you going through all the emotion and the shock and the pain, but then you're trying to cope with everything. And then you are on this roller coaster of making the arrangements. It's insane. And you don't know what to do. I've never done this before. Um, I can't believe that I did it, to be honest with you. You did a great job. Your dad would have been so proud. <sighs> I hope so. I, I think so. I feel I feel he he is proud, you know. But it just oh gosh, you're just 
you're basically just kind of thrown into this whole thing that you have to do in days and you don't know how to do it and where to go and where to turn and what to ask or what to expect. And it was just, I mean, needless to say, girls, my last week was a roller coaster. It, it was just, and it, you're not, you don't sleep, you're tired, you barely eat anything. It's just, you're trying to keep it together for not only for yourself, but for your family, you know, and I come from a family of two brothers and then my mom and dad, and there was just the five of us for the longest time. Then, um, my brother's kids came along, which brought a whole new light and a whole new side out of my dad that I didn't even know existed. I mean, he was a good dad, but he was, he was stern and strict growing up. And, but he always had a soft spot for me since I was his, first of all, I was his baby, but then I was a girl also. He was very macho with my brothers. But then when the kids came along, my brother's kids, he completely changed. Like he, they brought a side out of him that was like, wow, you know, a goofy side out of him, a side that he didn't really share with anybody else unless the kids were around, you know? And, um, he was a kind of grandpa that would give anything for his kids, his grandkids. He was caring. He was los chiflaba, lo que ellos querían, <laughs> se los daba. He would sneak them candy. It was hilarious. Like he, we would go to the mall, and if my mom would enter a store and shop, he would be like, "Oh, I'll take care of the kids out here, or I'll take them on one of those little carousels, carousel." Girl, he would take him to a candy store and he'd be like, here, eat him real fast and don't tell grandma. <laughs> Gosh, there was so many times that I caught him doing that. I'm like, dad, they're not supposed to have any more candy. But um, he was just a different person whenever he had the kids. He was just happier. There was a brighter light that he had, you know, in him. And um, he was the best at being a grandpa. Like he was a great dad phenomenal he was a great husband to my mom but he was just the best grandpa that was like he was made for that you know what I mean and that's what I tell a lot of my friends and family who got to meet him just once or who didn't know him well or who never met him I tell him I was like he was just you if you think of the ultimate grandpa that was my dad you know and then when my son came along it was even more of that you know of, of him just being really connected to his grandkids from the get-go. But um, I just, you know, you're in this, going back to the whole process of it, it's like, man, you if you take on the responsibility to do everything, like plan everything and make sure, you want to make sure everything goes well. You want to make sure that you're representing that person the way they should be represented. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. And I'm trying to keep my mom from falling apart every other minute. You know what I mean? And trying to make sure she's eating because I can't understand. I mean, I I can't imagine, like, you know, losing your other half like that. Which this month, they would have been married 50 years on March 21st. But if you ask her, they were. But if you ask her, they were because they were together only six months and they got married. So they were together 50 years. Mm -hmm. The technical part, I guess, married 50, but they were together 50 years. They were. And when your other half is always with you for that long, I can't imagine the pain. No. I only had him with me for 36 years, but 
half of that, not half of that, but, you know, a quarter of that, I guess, is your infancy, you know, you're a child and you have beautiful memories, but a lot of that is just, you know, you don't re you don't have as vivid of a memory as when you're an adult and you grow old together. So, I mean, she was sad and heartbroken. Um, I asked her and if she was angry and she said initially she was, you know, she's like, I was, I, I wasn't angry with God or anything like that. She's like, I was just angry that it just happened all of a sudden. Like, I just didn't expect it. And I, I, I mean, even though he was sick for a long time, he always bounced back. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was, it was a shock to us. It was unexpected. And, you know, you have that. And then my brothers, um, my brothers were kind of just in shock as well. So I just basically had to get it together and say, hey, let me just get this done, you know. And you have 20 million people pulling you in different directions. And you have 20 million options as to what you can do and what you need to do. And and all you want to do is, like, just lock yourself in a room by yourself and cry and miss him and and grieve. And it's it's hard because I feel like during that time, I put my grieving on hold to do everything. And it got to a part, a point where I would just cry at the, the weirdest times, I guess. And I, I guess there's no right time or wrong time to cry. It just happens. But I got to a point where I just, I didn't want to cry anymore. And I didn't, I didn't know how to react to people you have all these strangers coming to you and and saying things to you and they knew him and I didn't know them and their family and I'd, I've never met them in my life and it's just it's so much to process you know and it's mm -hmm. just a lot it's so much and then you have those people who've been there and those are the people that you hang on to you know you're just kind of like they understand and it's sad that you think this way but those people, I would look at them and I'd be like, wow, maybe I will be or feel normal someday because they look normal. Mm -hmm. They smile a lot. They seem to be okay. Maybe I will be okay someday. Um, as far as myself, the way I feel about the whole situation, it sucks. Um, the first couple of days was... It was awful. I wasn't angry. I was just extremely sad and extremely hurt. But it wasn't, it's never been for me. Um, if that makes sense. It's never been for me because I saw him suffer. I'm at peace that he's not suffering anymore. Because I saw him suffer so much. But I guess where I feel cheated Is for my son. He only had 11 months with my son. And I just wish I would have had those extra years 
where my son could have talked to him, where they could have had a conversation to where maybe my son would have a memory, a more vivid memory of him. That's the part that hurts because I had 36 beautiful years with my dad and my mom had 50 years with him and my brothers I won't tell you their ages because they'll kill me but <laughs> they had they're up there. their ups and downs <laughs> with my dad and my nephew and niece they had you know 11 and well 10 and 12 years with my dad but I feel like the only one that miss is gonna miss out is Logan that's the part that really gets to me. You know, and I think of, you know, of course, I know people say that the hardest is like the holidays and things like that. And I'm kind of afraid of that because, mm-hmm. because I, um, my dad made a big deal out of being with the kids at the holidays and my son's birthday's coming up and I'm making a huge deal out of it. <laughs> And a lot of people would ask me, why are you making such a big party for him? He's one. He's not going to remember. And I would tell them, it's not for me. It's not for him. It's for my parents. You know, my dad being sick. And they're just, they're older. And I would tell people, I don't know how long I'm going to have them for. So this is for them. This is for them to share this. And it hurts that my dad... um, didn't get to make it to my son's first birthday. So that's tough. It sucks. We're all in our fields right now. <laughs> That's my sister. We're all in, say, our, in, in our, our feelings. In our feels. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's why we are took a little couple of weeks. Not even a few no, couple of not weeks. Even. Um maybe a week. Yeah, a week and a half off mm-hmm. to just kind of process things and I sat down with my mom and I asked her, Do you want me to cancel the birthday party or and she said, no. She's like, no, your dad was looking forward to it. What's funny is that it's Mickey Mouse theme. And he said he was, everybody's wearing Mickey ears. So he said he was going to put Mickey ears on his cowboy hat. And he was, <laughs> that's oh, so my dad. <laughs> and he said he was going to have his Mickey ears on for Logan. Um, so I asked her about the podcast and she said, no, she's like, you need to keep moving forward. Your dad was that kind of person. And he was, um, one thing that she shared with me on our way home after everything, um, after we laid him to rest, she said, your dad used to always listen to music whenever we would go to a funeral. And she was like, and I didn't understand why she goes, I wanted to be quiet and, more somber and everything just to be you know we're mourning we can't do those things but my dad was like no I can he's like that's why people become depressed that's why they you know it breaks them a lot more if they do that if they give in he's like it's not about giving in it's about celebrating those people and living your life so um 
Yeah, he was that kind of person. He He's was all just about celebrating. He was. I mean, we're ha- Lily knows she yes. come, has come to my parents' <laughs> house a lot. I literally, guys, I live walking distance from my mom's house. Like it's a couple of streets it's over. Close. It's that close. I mean, I adore my parents. I see them every day. They take care of my son. And I see them in the morning and in the afternoon when I pick him up. And my mom cooks every day. And we all just have family dinner. I mean, we are tight-knit family. And when they moved near near me, what that was the biggest blessing of my life. I prayed for that so much. And it felt like everything just kind of fell into place because they found a house near me. And my dad loved that house. And then a couple years later, I was pregnant with Logan. It was like perfect. You know, and um, so we used to see them every single day, and we always had get-togethers at my parents. Any for anything, anything. <laughs> we had a cookout. It'd be it was raining, and we were having a celebration. Yeah, it's like, hey, it's raining outside. Let's have a game night with pizza or whatever. And that's the way it was. And even though my dad would be feeling sick, he would tell everybody, "This is your, your home. home. Have fun. I'm gonna go to bed, or I need to take a nap, or I don't feel too well." Yeah. Have this is your night. house. Yeah, have a good night. Every night he would every come night. in and say this bedia. He sure did. Right? Say this bedia. And he would say, this is your home. And, you know, just enjoy and I'll see you all later. And he would go and go to sleep. And that's just who he was. And we celebrated everything. And I live in a little bungalow of a house. <laughs> like, my house is small. Like, I need to hurry up and upgrade. But... Their house is, is pretty, it's got, it's got, it's a big roomy home. It was party central. Yeah, it was party central. <laughs> and I would tell my mom, mom, quiero hacer carne or, you know, van a venir a jugar unos juegos o quiero jugar en lotería y hacemos algo, unos tacos. No, si, venganse, my dad right away. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he loved having people. <laughs> he sure did. If you were family, if you were friends, you would become family because he just loved the company, you know, and, um. He would welcome you in and he would, you know, give you a beer or a shot and he would just make conversation. That's how he was. And what my favorite thing about him was sometimes he would be feeling down, right? Yeah. He wouldn't have a good day. And we would be sitting around the table talking and and having friends over or family over whatever. And here he would come with his little sweater on and just kind of <laughs> scooting his little feet across the floor. And he would come and just pull up a chair. Just sit down and listen to our craziness. Even if he was just listening, he just wanted to be in the action. Yeah, he did. You know, he did. He, <laughs> he loved being in the action. He loved being surrounded by people. And I truly hope that I can be that person that my dad was until my last day. Because... I'm that way too. You know, I love having people around me and I just, I don't know. I just, I don't like being sad. I don't like being depressed. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just my father's daughter. We're sorry if it's coming across like we are. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, man, you know, I think about the ups and downs that we had in our family and I'm just like, Wow. Life is short. It is. Life is really short. He was 67. Um, the day he passed. His birthday was on the 28th. That's when we had his, um, his rosario. And then we laid him to rest on the 29th. Which 
is so like him because it was like leap day and it's like dad really <laughs> it only comes around every four years <laughs> yeah i'm like you my friend just kind of you know that's just the way he is even though he wanted everything simple and he had told us for months you know the day's gonna come and i want you to know this we would always tell him we don't want to hear that no dad that's not gonna happen you're gonna be here for many years so he basically pulled my husband aside one day and told him his last wishes. So my husband listened and we made it happen. We made it happen, I guess. I hope the way he wanted it to be. And, um, yeah, it's tough. <clears throat> We're going to take a break. Yeah. We've had our ups and downs Through tears and joy In spite of all You've made us very proud Our little girl is gone Married in a life of your own But for mom So, we're sharing things about dads yeah, today. Okay. Um, this is hard. So, I'm so sorry if this episode is all over the place. Yeah. Uh, I, but I really want to pull through this and just, we just want to share about our dads and how much they mean to us. Because I know Lily's dad is a great dad. Yes, he is. My dad is a great dad. I can I continue saying is because I feel that he's here and he's always going to be with me. Always. always going to be with you. And you know, we just wanted to share some some things about our fathers, you know. Yeah. Um my dad used to give me funny advice, but <laughs> or good the advice. Inappropriate advice. No, he always gave me good <laughs> advice, but he gave everybody else inappropriate <laughs> advice. And it, and, and it turned out to be pretty funny advice. Um, but yeah. And he, you know what my dad had? I don't know if your dad does this. I don't know if it's every dad that does this or what. But my dad had weird words for everything. No, my dad didn't. No? No, he doesn't. Gosh, my dad had like weird slang things that they would say like from El Barrio in San Antonio. That's probably what it was. I, you know what? I think it is because I was talking to my aunt the other day and I asked her, where did you get these words? And she's like, we just got them from the neighborhood. They just, we grew up saying these things. And I don't know. She goes, a lot of pachucos used to say stuff like that. I'm like, well, my dad wasn't a pachuco, you know. Yeah, maybe back in the day he was. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, you know, she goes, it was just words around the school that we'd pick up and we they stuck, you know. But one thing that, 
my dad used to always say, and I never asked him why, but in the morning when he would, he would want coffee, he never would say, quiero un café o hazme un cafecito or anything like that. He would say, hazme un huariche, vieja. <laughs> and I would be like, what is that? But I never, I never thought it was so normal since I was a kid hearing it, huariche. You're like, that's what it's called. A huariche, un huariche. And he liked his coffee black. That's it. That's my dad. He's like, don't put milk because it's chocolate milk once you start adding milk. <laughs> he would always say that. Um, but he would say, tráeme un huariche. And I would be like, what? Okay. You're like a huariche. Yes. Like- he would... He would say that, okay, Trader Joe's, we would go to Trader Joe's, he would call it Cotton Eye Joe's. <laughs> he would call it Cotton Eye Joe's, and I thought it was the weird, I was like, Dad, what? Okay, whatever. We kind of just would. He was country, that's what He was, was very country. Very My country. dad literally was a Mexican redneck. Yeah, he was. You know what I mean? Like, he wore boots up until probably maybe three years ago when he had to start wearing those diabetic shoes and he hated them. Oh man, he hated those shoes, but he used to wear boots and a cowboy hat every single day. I mean, this is a guy that was in the hospital a year ago with a hospital gown and his cowboy hat. (laughs) Like he never (laughs) took it off. Like he always wanted to have his cowboy hat on. And when he had to wear those shoes, he was just like, oh, gosh, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it with these. I have to wear my boots. <laughs> so he was big time country, all old school country. And he was a singer and songwriter. And he did that for as far back as I could remember. I mean, when I was little, he he never he was he never learned to read and write. My dad, he left school at like, I think seventh grade or something and the time that he was in school he was really bad like he was always getting in trouble he said that they used to make him do like we call them bear crawls now but they were like the dog walk if you were in trouble in front of the class you'd have to be on all fours like walking like kind of like a bear crawl (laughs) i like how i'm trying to show this but you can't see me (laughs) i can yeah he would do like a bear crawl and he said oh they would make us do that for like doing spitballs or you know, making noises or putting some a toy in the teacher's chair. He's like, we did those things. I was like, so y'all were like the little rascals? He's like, they yes, were. that was my time. <laughs> Era mi época. I used to do that. And so he was pretty bad in school. And he was, um, I want to say like at their county fair or something like that. When he was a teenager, he was voted most handsome. And he was that guy. He was that little... I can just imagine. Oh, gosh. He was that little trying to be playboy, I guess. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so he... There was a lot of little stories about how he used to like to hit on girls. I think one of them was that he, they, his friends used to send him to ask the girls to dance because they would say yes, but then he'd kind of like shove them on or like like twirl them on to like, the friend. <laughs> he would, and, you know, that was pretty funny. I don't know. I heard a lot of things. And you know what? At my dad's um, rosary, I had a lot of people coming up to me saying, I went to school with your dad. I was like, wow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Never seen these people in my life. But, of course, my aunts knew them and my uncles. But they said, yeah, we used to cause trouble all the time. I'm like, dang. Yeah, he used to tell me about that. And now I'm just... 
it's weird. I'm just like, gosh, I can't even imagine my dad as a child or my mom as a child, you know? But, um, yeah, he was just very quirky and he's country as country can be. Um, he grew up around horses and he loved everything about rodeo and just bull riding, all of those things that come with Mm -hmm. a Texan, you know? He was all about Texas. Texas was, that's it. There's nowhere else in the world. That's it. Um, You know, the one time that he surprised me was when we were, remember in college when we were thinking about doing that Spanish abroad in in España? Yeah. He actually said, si vas, vamos yo y tu mamá te visitamos. I was like, what? What? I was like, isn't it like 16 hours or something? And he said, it's okay. I would love to see Spain. I was like, where did that come from? So I I guess he was very much in his little bubble for many years. He was very much old school. But small little things, he would, you know, it's like he wanted to evolve. In certain in aspects. Because that caught me off guard. I was like, you would go all the way to Europe, really? <laughs> like, you love Texas. Right? You love Texas. There's no place like Texas. But, yeah, I mean, he was just that person. You know, that person that was just true, tried, what is it, tried and true? Mm-hmm. Texan. And um, so, anyway, he couldn't read and write when he was a, a kid. He never learned. He tried later, later in the years, and he did okay, but... I used to help him write his songs and we would sit and write and write and write. And it's funny because he would write certain lyrics and I would sometimes change them. He'd say, how does this sound? I'm like, well, let's see if this sounds better. So I've rewritten a couple of verses or lines in a lot of his songs. And um, that was like my favorite thing as a child, like my favorite memory. We were, yeah, that, those moments that we had together. And um and I used to sing with him. And then I got to the age where it was embarrassing to <laughs> sing with your parents. And it wasn't cute to me because I was like getting older and I thought I was all that or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Those years when you're more like into your own and it's not cool to be around your family. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was, to be honest with you, that was the last time I sang with him was like around 10 years old. Oh, wow. And I used to do it all the time before then. Um, yeah. Do you have any funny advice or anything out of the ordinary that your dad was? That's not. (laughs) Wadiche. No. (laughs) No, he was a typical Mexican Western guy. Uh Uh-huh. Boots, hats all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Wranglers all the way. Oh, yeah. (laughs) George Strait wore Wranglers, Uh so my dad wore Wranglers too. (laughs) And it's funny because I'm like, he didn't, I'm mean, like, his English is not all that great, but he knew who George Strait was. And he's like, George Strait is wearing Wrangler. And that's all so that matters, Lily. We're in Texas. Right? <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, no, he didn't say what. He said, ponme el agua. And you already knew. It was cafe. <laughs> it's coffee. And do not give him some Folgers, because that was it. <laughs> it was the end of the world. It was Nescafe. It's Nescafe. Oh, I like all the Nescafe. Way. It's good. And don't give him the Oya kind. No, no, no. The original, <laughs> the regular one. Yeah. Nescafe. Because everything else tastes like shit. That's what he says. <laughs> no, lo demás no es café. And it's, for him, it's coffee all day. Doesn't matter. It could be noon at you night. Know what? My dad was the same way. 102 degrees. Yes, and it my was dad hot and black. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes, my dad was the same way. And I'd be like, Dad, it's like 9 o'clock p.m. He's like, I can always drink coffee. And he's like, just a little bit. Wariche. And my mom would go and put the pot on, and I'm like, okay. That was it. No. Wow. Yeah, my dad was really old school to where he would shape his hats with like... um the steam the kettle the steam kettle like you'd put it on the stove and do he was just extremely old school but i loved that about him i loved that he was very traditional and, and set in his ways yes but i really like that because you don't see that anymore no a lot of people nowadays are just they evolve too quickly and they lose those little things the they little... lose that, that rooted way you know what i mean mm-hmm. respectful way you know what I mean? And I really like that about my dad. He's very respectful, very much about honor and pride. And family. It's yeah. hard to find that with the younger generation. It is. You know? And it's funny because I tell my husband that my father-in-law reminds me of him. They're both. He's from San Antonio also. And they grew up in that old school. I don't know. But when they Mentality. would get together. Yeah. When they get together, I feel like I have two of my dad. That was double the trouble. And I'm listening to them, and I'm like, y'all's stories sound really similar. You know, I mean, they're talking about their fist fights and the bar fights and all of this. And all. And I, I don't know. I guess it's a another blessing in disguise that I have such a great father-in-law that reminds me of him. And that That's came great. from that same background, background upbringing, the same city and everything. It's just a really big blessing to, to have someone like that. But... When I saw him this past weekend, I just crumbled because that he just reminds me so much of my dad, his ways, you know. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, my dad had the weirdest things. Cotton Eye Joe, um, instead of saying bipolar, because he uh, said that someone was acting bipolar once, he said bipolo. <laughs> <laughs> and we would tell him it's bipolar dad. That's what I said, by polo. But he knew he was saying it incorrectly, but he would do it to make us laugh. Yeah. Um, I don't know why he, I don't know where he got this. But every time we wanted to go to Olive Garden, he would say, I got an uncle named Alfredo. And he would say it in this really funny, weird voice. And we would be like, what? And we just got used to it. We would go to Olive Garden and he'd be like, hey, I got an uncle named Alfredo. I was like... <laughs> Like, and I now know what he, you mean. The next time he would say, hey, I'd be like, uh-uh, I know you don't have an uncle named Alfredo. Let it go. But he would do little funny things. It was just, I don't know. It was just my dad. He was just very quirky, I guess. <laughs> and just made up the most random, random. things that I am absolutely going to miss. That's, I think that's another piece of the puzzle of why it's so hard to, um, I guess, accept the changes and try to move forward with those changes because you want to hear yes you have all those pictures yes you have all those memories but you wish you would have recorded the voice voice. more and and i have so many tapes like literally cassette tapes and cds um that my husband actually recorded with him playing uh, guitar i have tons of that of him singing but there are those little uncut unedited versions that I tell my husband don't touch them because my dad's talking he's saying something like oh let's re-record that one it didn't sound that great oh I think we got it you know what I mean and that to me is like keep that and his voicemails that was one of the first things that I did was I listened to his voicemails when 
after he passed, you know, um, just because I wanted to hear his voice again. And I just, I feel like those are the, the most precious things to me where I can hear his voice. I have the songs, but it's just. It's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. We'll be back. All over the yard, a night of excitement. The wind blowing hard, an angel with gold, you were sent from above. We've had our ups and downs, through tears and joy, in spite of all. Made us very proud. All right. So, best dad advice that you ever got? My best dad advice. My dad was very prideful. Um, my husband gave my dad's eulogy, and he talked about how my dad would <laughs> he would um, ask you what your last name was, and if you happened to be an Ortega, he would start digging. And asking you 20 million questions about where you lived, where you're from, who your parents are. And like my husband said, he's like, if he, if you weren't part of the family, he would find a way to fit you into the family. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like on, um, what's the movie? Um, oh my God. With Aunt Bula. Oh, uh, my big, big fat, fat Greek, Greek wedding. wedding. Where if you, everything's Greek. Everything is Greek. <laughs> yeah. He, that's why my dad was, he'd try to fit you into the family somehow, you know. And um, <clears throat> one of the best pieces of advice I think my dad ever gave me was don't take shit from anybody. Um, he was very straightforward with me. He was, I mean, he, he, he showed me how to shoot guns. He showed me how to fish. Um, he showed me how to drive. My brothers helped with that one, but it was, your dad. It was mostly my dad. <clears throat> Um, he taught me a lot of things and he taught me how to be prideful of our last name. And he would tell me, he would say, Miha, don't do anything that you wouldn't do in front of me. Always respect your last name and respect your parents. And don't take shit from anyone. And he's like, yeah, you have to go to work. Yes, you have bosses. That's different. He's like, you're supposed to work hard, give it your best, be prideful in your work, no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. He's like, you could be a lawyer or you could be flipping burgers. It doesn't matter. Take pride. In what you do. But don't take shit from people who don't care about you. And that was, a, for me, it was really hard for a long time to do that. I would just kind of accept everybody and accept everyone's behavior and just kind of see it as, oh, well, that's just the way that person is, you know. And, of course, I had my faults, too, and I was not that great a person. But <clears throat> as I got older, I just started seeing my dad's ways and seeing how he did that for himself. Like, he would just kind of keep a distance at people that weren't good for him, you know. And I started doing the same thing, and he's just like, if someone doesn't care about you if someone doesn't give you the time 
the respect or the common courtesy to put an effort into you, whether it be, you know, anything, whether it be family, whether it be a friend, whether it be someone you're dating or, you know, this mm-hmm. was, of course, before my husband, but, <laughs> you know, he's like, then don't take shit from that person. Cut your losses. Walk away. And he was just a very straightforward person. I'm not saying my dad was the best person ever. No, my dad had, he was reckless in his younger years. He really was. I was too, you know. And then he just evolved and changed and grew, you know, because I've always said that you're always growing. You're not the person you were yesterday. You're not the person you were 10 years ago. There's always room for you to mold yourself into the person you want to be. And um, that's what my dad did. And I take that advice to heart because I feel like I need to start being that person even more. Like, hey, no disrespect. You are who you are. I am who I am. And that's great. And let's just part our ways. Part our ways. Mm-hmm. Let it be. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's one of the things that really stood out with it wasn't necessarily advice on a particular thing. It's it was some advice that I can take forever and reuse all the time. All the time. Yeah. And I think of those words and you know, I have issues and things that I need to, I guess, just kind of clean up in my life and just make a more positive. You know, I'm trying to do those things to it. In the past like I say five, six years I've been trying to rebuild who I am and how I see things and and just be more positive. And I think that advice is always continuously cycling back. You know what I mean? For different situations or different people. <laughs> what about you? Um, oh, he still says it to this day. <laughs> Mija, se, well, it's not just me. It's my brother, too. Si aprenden a hacer una cosa, aprende a escuchar. He always says that. Yeah. If you learn to do one thing, just learn to listen. And I think that's I think that's really helped me out a lot. I'm not very chatty. Yeah, yeah. You can tell by this podcast or any of the other <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> this is all really new to me. So it's just kind of normally I like to analyze everything mm-hmm. and just take everything in and then make a decision and speak on that because I just don't like speaking just to speak. Mm-hmm. Which is something that he always says too. <laughs> So but, if you could learn anything, learn to listen. That's yeah. really good. He always says that to this day. And, um, I, you know, I really took that to heart. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, as in my profession, I do have to learn how to listen. Not just to my it's bosses, tough. but to everything. my coworkers, and my kids, everybody. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I really took that to heart also. No seas chillona. Oh, dang, that's my so, dad. I was. That's why I think I've been kind of like... Suck it all in and be suck like... Suck it up, suck it up, and just... It's okay. A, is there a female version of macho? Because I think that would be me. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, and that's the way my dad is. I, I, I didn't... Like I was telling you earlier, at work and everything, I wouldn't break down. And I was... Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I was shocked. You know, and I was surprised. I think I'm it's like, just the okay? pride. I think they instill that pride in yes. you. Yes. Like, you're just kind of like... But then I would I come see, home I and I would anyone, ball. Yeah. Like, I would come home. And there's certain people that you allow yourself to yeah. cry with. But it's not a I lot. Am. It's just kind of like... like oh, okay. And you're just kind of holding it. it in. But then I would come home, and the moment that I get a chance alone, I mean, the only person that really sees it is my husband. Yeah. And I, it's not like I'm clinging on to him, bawling my heart. No, I'm just kind of sitting by myself. And I tell him I just need a minute. And he knows. 
He's just like, I, I understand. It's hard. It's like, hard it's okay. to allow yourself to do and that. And it comes out, but then the voice comes back, toughen up. No says Yorona. Don't cry. Yeah. I'm okay. I keep hearing those words. And I think it's just, it's that that tough love that a dad gives you. Yeah, Your mom will let you cry all my day. Mom night. My mom like, would too. She's sentimental. But I think it's funny because I feel like my mom inherited a lot of my dad's traits because she's that way now. And she tells me, no llores, hazte fuerte. You know? And uh, it reminds me of that movie, um, Abajo la misma luna, with uh, Kate del oh. Castillo. She tells her son, remember, she, or no, her daughter. Wait, no, son? it's her son. Her son. Solo una lágrima, right? Yeah, something like that. And then, that you know, she just, no, 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 it's not that one, sorry. It's a Spanglish? The one with uh, Adam Sandler? Yes, Spanglish. It's um, Adam Sandler. Oh, gosh, I can't name? remember the actress's name. Is it Eva Paz or? Yes, yes. Um, she tells her daughter that they have to be prideful and this and that. And whenever they leave that household where she loved working and the little girl was like obsessed with Beverly Hills or whatever, mm-hmm. she goes, solo una lagrima. Like she allowed her that one tear and that was it. That's how my dad was. I, I mean, feel like, like my dad's like that now, too. And my mom too. She's starting to be that. Be like that my person. dad. Exactly Not like Not with him. Jackie. I think it was because I grew up with my two brothers for, I mean, like I was 12 when they had Jackie. So. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I grew up just with two brothers, and so he's like, "No me gustan las mujeres que lloran," and he would always say that, and I took that to heart, and I think that's why I became very tough and yeah. not letting things and but, just kind of. But I'm mean, like, this has been a hard situation. Yeah, it is. It's it is, and um, I don't know. I just feel like it's you hear those voices. No says llorona, and I you just kind of gotta. Kind of suck it <laughs> up like, and get that tear back to go right, in and just and... kind of suck it all back in and just to hold on to it you know and it's weird um that i felt i've been feeling like that to where i'm just like okay is it that i'm tired of crying am i exhausted you know what i mean am i just tired you know, i think in the back of your head you or just hear I... that voice it's like no says llorona i hear it i do i hear it and even when i do even when i'm in the privacy of my own home and by myself and i ball i can hear him say like get it over with Come okay on, get it out it up. suck it up you're yeah. fine and that, and it's it's hard. It's that it's this this constant inner battle of is this okay? Is it not okay? Is it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm telling you, know. they need a female word for macho. They do. They do. Not facho, because that sounds <laughs> bad. <laughs> facho. Facho. Womacho. 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 Wacho. Wacho. I don't know. No. Copyrighted and pen and pen and that. <laughs> Crazy. No, but I mean, like, now with Jackie, it's a completely different story. Is he, Jackie, does he let her cry? He lets her cry. It's okay. And it's okay. And all that. And oh, I'm just wow. like, where was that when where I was that when I needed it? Right? No. Look, my dad was the shotgun by the door kind of dad growing up. Oh, snap. And because he was so honorable... You know, with the whole mm-hmm. last name thing and the pride and all that. I went through life doing that. Yeah, I mean, my 20s, I was a little bit more, like, rambunctious and rebellious. And I moved out at the age of 18. And, you know, I was just party life. Mm-hmm. But 
I always had my mom and my dad in the back of my mind. Like, my dad wanted me to go to college. He wanted me to yeah. get married and then have kids. And that he was very traditional, very... Yeah, my dad's and, the same way. Yeah, and no joke. I never... It's not that I didn't want to live a different life. I... I, you know what? I never did. I never wanted to live a different life. I liked that. And I know a lot of people don't. A lot of people, ever, anything goes. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's fine to each his own. But for me, I loved that traditional. Taking those steps. And very, and all yes. That. Yeah. Because we're Mexicanas. You You're know what Womacha. I mean? That's, that's the Womacha. Womacha. We're Womacha. those people. We're prideful for everything. Everything is a huge party. You know? <laughs> and so... That just was something that was a huge, something that he really instilled in me and my in my beliefs and and just the way that I was brought up. Probably, I, mm-hmm. I but I love it though, and I did that. I wouldn't I, give it up. I I love the way that I was raised. Yeah, and, and you're just like maybe yeah, a little bit sheltered, but even then, it didn't matter. No. And did they ever scare you with uh, no matter where you go, someone around you knows me? Yep. And so I have every, eyes everywhere. I have eyes everywhere and people you yes. may not know. And that's know why, me. I mean, yeah, my party years, I just partied. But I never did anything. I always thought to myself, would I do this? Would it hurt my mom and yeah. dad? And I wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't. If like, are was... we going to bring shame to our family and shame to our cows? Like yeah. In the <laughs> like a Mulan. <laughs> that's how I think about it. It's like, am I going to bring shame to my family and my cows? And yes, which I don't have cows. That's the but... way. <laughs> like on Mulan. Yeah. And that's the way it is. It's it's just yeah. that and honor even now, system. like I'm, I'm like, I may be 30, but even then I'm still like, yes. I can't do that because what are my parents going to exactly, say? Exactly. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm a grown folk. I'm a grown, I'm a grown, grown ass, ass woman. Adult. And that's still like. <laughs> and I'm still scared so of my mama, mama and my So daddy. I don't have me papa. It's true. And you know, so yeah, traditional dads, you've got to love them. Yeah. I absolutely love when I meet someone like that you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that's why when i see my father-in-law and i'm like wow thank you i'm so blessed that you have, you have you in my life because yeah. you don't see that anymore you really don't no you don't okay guys we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we're gonna have our friend wendy join Yay. us for um the segment about familia we'll be back We've had our ups and downs Through tears and joy In spite of all You've made us very proud Our little girl is gone Married and a life of your own But for mom In this segment, we're going to be talking about familias and their importance to us. And here in our little, I'm going to say studio. <laughs> Go ahead and call it a studio. <laughs> we have our friend Wendy, a.k.a. Bucci. 
Hey, everyone. I'm really excited to be here tonight. We're excited to have I know. you. <laughs> it's a little crowded, but yeah. um, we're going to make it work. Um, so I guess we just wanted to talk about familia, the importance of family and communicating with them, whether it be good or bad, whatever's going on. How do y'all feel about it? what do y'all what do y'all think? How what is your relationship with your familia? How do you think you communicate with them? Do you communicate with them? Or I think compared to other people and the relationship that I have with my familia is a little bit different than others. Mm-hmm. First of all, I'm not Mexican. I am Salvadoran. <laughs> there is a little bit of a difference there. Um with with my mom and, and my family, they were very closed off. It wasn't a lot I love yous or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's kind of like you know. You yeah. know, it's just said. Um, but lately, because of the unfortunate events that has been happening mm-hmm. in this past year, actually, um, I started doing this thing with my brothers and my mom. Like, I will say I love you. Every time I end a phone call with my mom, I mm-hmm. love you. Yeah. But with my brothers, I never really did. Mm-hmm. And then with... Just everything that's been happening this yeah. last year, just in my own personal life, I will tell my brothers, all right, love you. He's like, okay. And I'm like, say it back. He's like, <laughs> fine, love you too. <laughs> or he will say it really quietly because I told right. him about a story about what happened to a friend. Um, you know, it's like you never know how much time you have with that person. Mm-hmm. And those last words you want to you want to know that those are the last words that you told them. Yeah, yeah. You know, heard, so. definitely. And with my family relationship, I think it's just it's just like that. Like you just kind of have to know. There's your days that you have. You to have your dysfunction. Yeah. You have your 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 daily dose of dysfunction, just like the rest of us. No, we I'm need sure. to go to therapy. And no, we good. We don't need nobody. You don't need therapy. Yeah, we're Mexicanas. Yeah, but or Salvadorians, Salvador, Latinas. Yeah. It's that Latina pride, I guess. It's what makes every family unique yeah. and special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I agree. What about you? Ours? We Pretty don't, you know, we don't say I love you a lot. Yeah. It's it's on those rare occasions. My parents say it a lot more than we do. And my brothers and I, we have this thing where we like to act all awkward whenever we, like, <laughs> give each other a <laughs> So we're just kind of like, oh, pat, pat. And we'll say, like, pat, pat. And we know, you know, that we're trying to say yeah. I love you or whatever. <laughs> You're like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> or, I don't know. I know it's bad, but especially me and Billy, we're like, what's up, ho? And that's what we say to each other, my hope. <laughs> and that's our way of saying love you. It's Talk a great, to you it's later. A great yeah. <laughs> What's up? You're crazy. But you know, I grew up with boys, so yeah. it's not yeah, like it's, it's there's you're right. You it's grew a, up with boys too. I'm the oldest as well. You have two brothers, two brothers and a little sister. And, a little sister. and then you have two brothers. And three brothers. Three brothers yeah. and then I have two brothers. It's like you're right. Yeah. It's. I think if it was more of a female-dominated household, then it would be like I love you. Probably, the flowing. Love everywhere. you. I love you. The only difference is that I kind of grew up more with just my mom being a single mother, and mm-hmm. then I. So it was more like the women were like the head of the household. Yeah. So there was days that you know it was a little girly at times that my brothers had to deal with us and our emotional self (laughs) (laughs) but I think it really helped them to know what type of women they're gonna want in the future like okay if I can deal with my mother and my sister I can deal with anybody I got got this (laughs) you know I think my favorite thing about being well being the oldest Mm -hmm. is that my brothers know 
that if I don't like their girlfriends, Ooh. that's it. Ooh. It's not my parents. It's not the parents' it's approval. It's the hardest part about having brothers, it's I the... think. When you're the sister and then you see these trifling mm. beep, 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 beeps. <laughs> you're just like, oh, Lord Jesus, help him. What is he thinking? Right. So see, they know. They know that if yeah. I'm like, mm. give him the side eye. I don't like him. No me gusta. No me gusta. They already sangrona. know. And I'm like, Billy, I'm like, Billy even uh, will say, if my sister doesn't like you, that's it. Dang. She, she'll, she controls my mom. She tells my dad. Dang. and Whoa. Bam, bam. What? That's right. Yeah, that's the thing about Latin families because you, you got to watch out with the big sister. You do. Just oh, like you yes. got to watch out with the big brother, watch out with, with the big, big sister. sister. She ain't having it. No. See, no, and I understand. Like, my brother's, like, one is, like, 13 years old, and the other oh. one is 23, and he's still trying to find himself when he's in that awkward stage <laughs> where, you know, it's just skater boyish, not skater boyish, but I guess just just trying to live a life, you know, yeah. your, your yeah, early 20s. To find yourself in, yeah, yeah and so with him, if <clears> I have <throat> any boyfriend, he's like, eh, whatever, you yeah. know, but I'm the complete opposite. I'm like, who is it? Tell me more about it. Give me what info. Because you're the what big did you sister. Do? And he's like, man, that's why I don't want to, I don't want nobody to meet you. We turn you. into the FBI and we like to investigate. <laughs> yes, yes. Background check. Facebook, Instagram. Les sacas un pelo. Les sacas un pelo. Take a strand. More than the Go actual parents, you yeah. know. It's like, no, we raised you when, yeah. when, you're, when our parents were working. So I'm like your second mama right now. <laughs> no. Um, it's funny because in our family, the same thing. We didn't use the I love yous Mm-mm. as much. We It was just kind of expected. It was there. Mm-hmm. You knew it. You felt it. You saw it growing up because of the mm-hmm. tears that did your family you, did shed. Did you get it on birthdays, New Year's, Christmas, and Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. The holidays. The, the holidays. Because that, <laughs> that was in my house. were there. What's up? And I get las mañanitas and everything, yeah, you right? know? But, um, yeah, it was really important on the holidays because... It's family it. time. It's family. It's like familia. New Year's Eve, you know, the countdown at midnight. My the mom, hug and kiss. My mom and, and the I tears. My mom will always cry. It's yeah. Like, oh. It's like this emotional yeah. thing. We made it to another year, I guess, you know, but. Um, that comes all the I love yous from the whole yes, year. Yes, get all 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 you get them all in one you get moment the whole for the whole worth. year. <laughs> the whole year's worth. Girl, it's like this little package. But um, with my brothers, you know what? They were. One of my brothers, Joey, he's very emotional. He's always been the the uh, soft-hearted one, and David was more the tough one, you know what I mean, the more rambunctious one. But um, I think in the past maybe two years, they've been more like the I love yous and are you okay or are you doing okay or, you know what I mean, just mm-hmm. kind of being more. Yeah, I think it's with time. You start mm-hmm. growing out of that. It's time to say it more, mm-hmm. you know, I guess. I don't know. But I one question I wanted to ask y'all. What do you think about holding grudges within family? I hate that. Why? Why? Yeah, like why? You, you hate it. Okay. I do. Good. Pero por qué? <laughs> I think because um, my dad and I'm like, my family were very open. Everything's always been very transparent with us. And if we don't like something about you, we're mm-hmm. very straightforward. We tell you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I'm like that, too, just because that's how we are. Not just your immediate family, though, mm-hmm. but, like, grudges, even an extended family. Yeah. Well, there's nothing I can do there. They don't want to <laughs> move on. They can, then we're not going to yeah. move on. Pero tú, would you, how do you feel about yourself? Like, were you going to hold a grudge? Or, no, I don't. Or you, it depends on 
how serious no, it is? No, or... no, I don't. I I think that you know life's too short for me to hold mm-hmm. on to stuff like that, and I don't want to be. I don't want that negativity around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I don't, I don't like to hold on to grudges. And my dad's the same way. He's mm-hmm. like, you did it to me once. All right. There, this is I where just we, know I don't trust This you. is where we I draw the I line. I will talk to you. I will respect you. But I won't trust you. Te conozco, Mosco. Te cono- yes. yes. And yes. see, with my Te mom, she's the, kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. But she's like, she will never forget, though. That's my dad. She will yeah. never forget. She'll my know. mom She'll- and my dad. Yeah, and I'm just mm-hmm. like... Hey, I, I feel like I'm telling you, my mom inherited a lot of my dad's <laughs> because she used to be so passive and sweet. And and she over the years, she just inherited a lot of his traits. And I, now she's just like, I can handle myself. Don't you worry. And I'm like, calmate. Nadie te está haciendo nada, you know. But um, I guess it's for me, it would be like the severity of the issue. I am. It's not necessarily holding a grudge. It's just I'm going to probably walk away. You know, and you just don't talk to them yeah, anymore. Yeah, I'm just, just kind of, whether it's family, immediate, like, or bye, it, yeah, actually with my immediate family, we argue it out, you know, and then we just kind of get over it. We don't stay mad at each other for too long, mm-hmm. and we just kind of move on. But with um, extended family, it, if it's something severe, yeah, I would probably, I've never been in that situation, but I would probably just be, Just remove you know, yourself just from kind the situation of, yeah, and just kind walk of, away. Cut your do my own thing. Mm-hmm. You do you, boo boo. And sometimes you have to get over it for the family, for someone else yes, that you care, yeah. because then it's awkward between them. Yes. Because they, they were not in the midst of of things, you know, and it's just mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah. And it's weird because, you know, in my twenties, I used to be doing my own thing, you know, and trying to live on my own and be independent and do all of that stuff. And I, when I was a kid, I was really close to my a lot of my aunts in San Antonio. And this, I mean, it sucks so bad that it happened this way, but it's brought me to want to be close to them again because I had just kind of distanced myself so much just because I was just, you know how we are when we're young. You just do your own thing and you're trying to live your life. You're trying to figure it all out and no quieres que nadie te diga nada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like, gosh, man, I, I I realize how much I miss a lot of my tias, especially my favorite tia. My favorite tia, Mary, my dad's BFF, like literally <laughs> his BFF. She's the one that looked like Pistol Annie with her skirt and boots <laughs> and her hat. And she was like Wild West for real. That woman right there is hardcore. Like if there's one woman you do not want to mess with, it's tia Mary. Like she's no joke. She's Her and my dad were like the male and female version of <laughs> their character, of their character. Seriously, they tell it like it is. They have no reason to beat around the bush. They have no reason to be chismeando about people. They just this is what, and it doesn't matter how harsh it comes across. They're gonna be honest with you, and that's what you appreciate them more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, seeing a lot of my aunts and things like that, I'm just like, wow. I just need to reconnect with them and. And be a part of them more and have them be a part of me more because, you know, we're familia and we need that. As stubborn as we may be. <laughs> and then you just got to suck it up and... And just be like, yeah. let the good times roll. Get a bottle, pour a shot, <laughs> let the good times roll. <laughs> um, so, pressures of family. Family pressures. <laughs> And y'all gave me this uh, look like, uh Well, dang. You know, y'all, like, your mouth turned up at the <laughs> 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 Y'all 
<laughs> You're like, Ugh. Family pressures. How do you deal with them? Getting married. Oh, girl. That's. I think that's the biggest one. Yes. And they. It's kind of hard for them to understand that you have goals set out for yourself. Yeah. And you you're like, I'm traditional, but I'm but still, still a little, a little bit, bit modern. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still a little bit with the times. I'm trying to be like Hannah Montana and have the best of both worlds. <laughs> 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 I want to be traditional Mexican, but I also want to be like the modern American. Mm-hmm. And so I think mm-hmm. it's very hard for my parents. I mean, like even now, every yeah. day. Ya casate, mija. Ya para que nos des When you wake up instead of good morning. It's like, not good morning. Ya casate, mija. And I get that every day. A dose of guilt yeah. with your coffee. It is. Hmm. It is. And I'm just kind of like, do y'all see me? Like, I'm like a 60-year-old person. <laughs> <laughs> like, You're I think like, I'm that. Still, I'm so young. I can I'm like, so I'm so this. young, guys. Like, I'm on, on the I'm track. I'm on the path. I know. Calm down. But that's, I think that's the pressure. And I think also, you know, I think they set these expectations, or maybe they don't set them. You set them up yourself. Yeah, yeah, I think and that's part of it. Uh-huh. You you set the bar, so you think that that's what they expect of you. So you try so hard to be that person, uh-huh. and you just kind of like... You want to make them proud. Yes. You want to make them happy. You want them to brag about you. Ultimately, that's yeah. what it is, in a good way. Mira, mija, terminó la escuela. Mira, mija, fue al colegio. Mi, mi tiene, ha, su tiene su esposo que la adora. You know what I mean? They, they, you want them to. And you're do like, that. that's right. Go on and say that. <laughs> you're like, yes. I make you yes. proud. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, you're right. It's fifty percent. They set you up, and fifty percent you, you set, set yourself, yourself up <laughs> to be that person. And see, for me, it's like I've been single for a long time, and it came to the point that my parents, well, my mom especially, was like, "Do you?" Or women, it came to that point. Like, oh, she's hey, like, Wendy, you're so beautiful. Like, why? What's going on? I'm like, be like, no, mama, I'm just picky. Yeah. That's the problem. Very picky, guys. Very. And then, like, finally, you know, if I find a boyfriend and she's like, uh, it's like she nitpicks it at it you know but she wants like well because she wants the best for you and she does, yeah, she does. And I, I know i know she does yeah. but then at Mama's the same time well. at the same time she wants me to hurry up and speed it up and she gives You're me like, these clues <laughs> yeah she gives me these little hints and clues like i'm still a baby myself no <laughs> no just wait till you become a spinster like I am and, you know, we're like 60 and still not married <laughs> in their eyes. Hey, but you're being loved, so that's all that that's matters true. right now, that right? That is for, true. At this moment. Do you have any advice that your mom has given you that has been like, that sticks with you? Something that you know, no matter what, it always comes back and you hear it. You can hear her voice telling you exactly what it is that she's good at saying. Oh, see, my mom is Salvadoran, so most of the things that she says is, like, you can't not say appropriate, <laughs> you know? <laughs> she has a little bit of a sailor mouth, you know? Well, give us a censored Yeah, you version. can say it, it's fine. And so, she basically, I, I mean, some things that she will tell me, just like how your parents, are, how you said that your dad is always very tough on y'all, my mom was very tough on me. She's like, no llores. Lloras cuando tu, tu madre se muera. No sí, tienes ninguna razón para llorar. That's just you know? Guamacho. That's I'm telling you. Guamacho. And it's just like Guamacho. to get over it. And so sometimes, you know, 
you know, there's other people who have it tougher than you do. So uh, be appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. You know, of what you have right then and there, especially those times that you feel very, very low. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and she always will remind me that, you know, if I'm always hurt by someone or just anything, by maybe a comment that a friend said or just anything, she, she'll be, ¿para qué te importa? Lo que debe importar es lo que yo diga, no ellos, ¿verdad? And so it's like, who knows if you've seen them later or not, you know? Yeah. It's like, who knows stick around? Yeah. yeah, and so I guess I felt like I've had a lot of long-term friends um, for that reason, there's some things that don't bug me as much. And I don't know if it can be a good thing or a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and I'm not saying that I'm a pushover because I know when to make my stance. But my mom has always been that big fortress that she's, like you said, she, she doesn't take shit from anybody. And she really is. My mother was came from El Salvador. I mean, she got pregnant by me at 18, you know, and so, Mm -hmm. and then, but she was able to get her residency, got her own house, was able to get her her citizenship over here, and she got, um, did I say, she got her own business as well. Sola. Yeah, sola. Eh, eh, sola. Yeah. Eh, eh, sola. (laughs) Nice. And I mean, she still struggles yeah. with the English language, but she but did. Still, a, she did a no, lot. Did That's a lot. lot. <laughs> That's a lot, especially coming from a person who had the highest degree of education as a third grader. Yeah. That's it. Wow. Yeah. And she know it's like, and my mother is like the person that she knows somebody for anything. You need someone for a, a plumber. She knows a number. <laughs> <Or> she knows <laughs> some. She knows someone who knows <laughs> someone to <laughs> Yes. And so I guess that's how they are. They old school network. And so and with my mom is <laughs> original not, yellow pages. It's, it's not much of what she said. It's just what she embodies. Yes. You know. And uh-huh. I I just think of her as in her persona. It makes me make decisions on my own of how I should act upon a certain situation. Yeah. And that's what I do like about our cultures and our family dynamic is that you always have that sense of you don't want to disrespect your family, your parents. You know what I mean? They matter to you that much. I feel like a lot of that is lost nowadays. You know what I mean? I mean, unless you have those people who were raised like that, like we were, you Mm -hmm. know, but it's lost. You don't see that as much. You see kids, you know, that are talking back to their moms and, you know, and like, groseros, Ooh, back in my day, if I would have said kinds. one word, that would have been the end of it. It would have been like, rest in peace, Lily. <laughs> right? Good night, Lily. Good night. She got knocked the F out. And as teachers, <laughs> we see that. Not, not yeah. a lot with our own kids, but more with the general ed mm-hmm. population. Mm-hmm. But it's just like... Why? Yeah. Sometimes it's a culture difference, too. You're right. You're you right. Know? But there's just a lot of pride in the in the culture and our cultures and you know i feel like that's a good thing i think that's kind of slipping away and hopefully there's more people that believe in the old school and the respect and just just that the pride and the respect of raising your children in that in that manner okay guys we're gonna take a break when we come back we're gonna talk about cositas we are loving We've had our ups and downs Through tears and joy In spite of all You've made us Welcome back Welcome 
<laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about cositas we're loving. What are you loving this week, Lily? Okay, I have two things. You always have two. She always has like a list. No, I don't. <laughs> Just kidding. Last time I had one. <laughs> You're like, how and I'm like, no, I don't. It's all the estrogen in here. All right. <laughs> okay. The Bucky's Fruity Pebble Rice Krispies. The treats? Yes. Oh, snap. I've seen those. Okay. If y'all don't know what Bucky's is, y'all need to go ahead, go on and come to the South. Yes. Because I know they have them in, I think Alabama has one. Do they? But they're mostly in Texas. And okay. it's like the, oh, of restrooms and everything. <laughs> I love them for the restrooms, Yeah, too. the restrooms are amazing. They're like these private, it's like ceiling to floor doors, yes. isn't it? There's like no underneath like a closet, but like, there's like what forty of them. There's bathroom so much stalls. privacy. Yeah, they're bathroom stalls, guys. We are talking about bathroom stalls for crying oh. out loud. But there's about forty of them, and they're like private closets, and they're awesome. they're the best. And they're always clean. I love that. I don't yes, have to worry. and they have like the vacant and occupied knob. And I don't think I've ever had to wait for a stall. Never. No, no. It's like the best road trip stop. Yes. In Texas. Go to Bucky's, guys. But it's not only that. They have barbecue. We're not sponsored. (laughs) We're not sponsored, but hello. We would like to be. (laughs) But they have the best restrooms. They have Mm -hmm. amazing barbecue and, like, sausage. They even have, like, what is that? The deli in the back. Tons of desserts. The bakery. Their own name brand stuff, too. Beaver Nuggets. Beaver Nuggets. Oh, gosh. So, anyway... And then they have the whole other side is shopping, like cool Clothes. Texas type. You can find everything You can at find Bucky's. everything. Pajamas, camping gear. You want to go canoe down the Guadalupe River? Then go get you a canoe at Bucky's. You forgot your GoPro? <laughs> they got you covered. GoPros, you're right. Even household decor. They got you covered. I think my favorite plaque is like, unless you're God or George Strait, take off your boots yes. or something like that. So yeah, it's, it's a cool store okay. and that's where you find... Those Fruity Pebble Rice Krispies, they are the best ones I have had. I believe it. Bucky's yeah. is pretty much, like, up there. I had to try it when she bought them, and so I tried them, and, y'all, it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wanted more. I kind of wanted to steal it, but I'm like, no, I'm a good friend. Yeah, I'm a good friend. <laughs> I need to go back and check my bag to make sure they're all in there. <laughs> she snuck it. She right? it out. My second thing, okay, being in Texas... If you suffer from allergies, allergy meds are your best friends. Yes. What are you using? Texas Clear Allergy. I bought it at HEB. I've never even heard of that. I hadn't heard about it. I saw it on the internet, and so far, I'm loving it. Dang. They're really good. So I can only find it at HEB, so whenever I'm down in the south, further than Dallas, that's where I can find it. Yeah. those are my two cositas that I'm loving. Allergy meds and fruity pebble. What about you, Mandy? Um, so I went to Bucky's too, and so I actually tried these sour strawberry kind of strips, not straws, but strips, um, and a co-worker actually gave me one little strip, and I tasted it, and it was amazing. I think it was actually that Friday before we headed down to San Antonio when I tried it, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh man. I need these in my life. Yes, and so <laughs> I'm like, I think, I think we're going to stop at Bucky, so I have to remember. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. We like to eat. <laughs> That's why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're just really good. They're better than those sour uh, straws that you get, yeah. the extreme sours. Sour punch Yeah, or because something. sometimes mm-hmm. it tastes too plasticky, you yeah. know, not mm-hmm. enough of the flavor. And with these, they're so thin that you 
have more of the sugar, you know, the good the stuff. <laughs> like the her good mouth stuff. is watering and her eyes are like and all sparkling. Like, it's like she's talking about her boyfriend. <laughs> and it's it's really good, y'all. If you stop at Bucky's, you need to get some of the Fruity Pebbles, Rice, Rice Krispies. Krispies. And you need to get some of these sour straw strips because they are to die for. Hmm. I got to try them. Well, I did try the gummy bears with chamoy. What'd you think? Mm. Snap. I had half of the box. <laughs> My brother ate the other half. Those are the bomb. And you find those at H-E-B, H-E-B. in the South, like, South Texas. Yeah. Right? It has Anything? to be Like Latino Austin area. and... Okay. The so Latino it's got to be area. in El Barrio. You're in right? El Barrio. Yeah. Okay. and Lily went... And we stopped, like, at three different Bucky's yes. on our way back. Oh, it was an adventure. Okay. And we didn't find them. And y'all were just buying no, stuff. we're like, tonight. boo. We were mm-hmm. in the podunks. In the podunks. But yeah, I had those... Yes, they're amazing. So if you are in um, Austin or San Antonio. We bought them in Austin. Austin H-E-B, the Gummy Bears with Chamoy, O-M-G. Alamo Candy Just do it. Do it. They're delicious. But my um, cosita that I'm loving this week, it's not for me. (laughs) Lies. (laughs) It's for my son. It's those happy baby um fruit and veggie puffs they're like they look like cheerios but they're kind of like shaped in little flowers puffy flowers so they're they have one flavor that's all vegetable and then the other flavor is like strawberry and then they have the grape flavor yes i eat them too don't judge me (laughs) i don't and they kind of either crunchy but then they melt in your mouth automatically so i love those happy baby they're organic they're healthier than giving them i don't know bun or something I don't, something <laughs> random so if you have um a target near you then you can get them there happy baby i might have to try yeah. them yeah. <laughs> i told her i said we could lose a lot of weight eating these if we start eating baby food girl we'll be we'll be beach ready by friday <laughs> okay guys so we're gonna go ahead and say goodbye because we this podcast ran a little long it did but um, go ahead and find us on Facebook. The closed group is La Charla, L-A-C-H-A-R-L-A. Um, request to be added, and we will add you, and you can get weekly, daily updates, too. Yeah. And then um, go to our Instagram page, La Charla PC, all together. So L-A-C-H-A-R-L-A-P-C. Join us and like us. That's right. What, what? Bye, y'all. It was really <laughs> amazing to be here with y'all. <laughs> We're glad you came. I know we are. Okay, guys. I hope that y'all have a great week. Gosh, I'm losing my voice. A great week, and we will see you next week. No, they will hear us next Ay, week. Ay, con eso. <laughs> you will hear us next week, so we'll we're, see you. We're on you. iTunes. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I picked up the Sunday paper. A fascinating story I read Of an old man who lives his life As a rodeo clown I then came to realize The special skills of a rodeo clown It takes courage, nerve of steel to be a rodeo clown confronting the bull while the cowboy gets his applause rolling
barrel hit against a fence, he entertains a crowd. While everyone is laughing, he cries without showing a tear. His pain goes deep inside. Hooray for the rodeo clown. Brave and he's fine When the eight-second whistle blows The safety of the cowboy Is his only concern The crowd stands up and cheers He shows no fear That's what his work is all about He lives with scars That never heal Nerves of steel That's a road Never heal nerves of steel. That's a road. 